Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey everyone, Matt Straub welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is 2020, apparently, and we're going to pick up this Wednesday Whip Around episode with a conversation that Mike Gallagher and I started last week talking about things we would like to see happen in the new year, some fantasy developments we are hoping to see. Uh, We'll hear from Steve Alexander a little bit later with his wish list. We're going to start with Mike joining me now. Mike, how's it going, man? Pretty good, man. Getting ready for 2020. Yeah. It's kind of kind of crazy. Yeah. How is the new year treating you so far? Is everything going ben, well? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Small sample size. Small like sample. Exactly. The guys who play five minutes and uh, like Chris Boucher, when he was a rookie, he had like five minutes and his blocks for 36 were yeah. like, through the roof. And this is minutes. the Chris Boucher of years so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start with some things on my wish list and then we'll hit yours. I wrote about this in Round Ball Stew last week after you, you and I kind of... I think Lonnie Walker was patient zero for this for this conversation, wasn't he? <laughs> nice. Yeah, he's definitely one of the guys we want to see play more. So, uh, so we'll start. Uh, I've got a handful of things to hit. First up, Mike, on my list is Brandon Clark. I, I wish that Brandon Clark could get something like 27 minutes per game. I just, you know, looking at his per 36 numbers, nearly 22 points, 10 boards, 2 assists, 0.7 steals, 1.4 blocks, 1.03s. If you take three-fourths of that, you have some really – really good fantasy numbers and i really don't think like 27 28 minutes is too much to ask for him in memphis what are your thoughts on this possibly happening yeah there's a lot of guys in memphis that really you could see getting a clearer path to minutes uh you know they've been playing a little bit better lately that's kind of a negative you want to see them start losing games so you can see no, no offense to people who have valatunas but like <laughs> valatunas who's had a foot injury he had that to start the season preseason Missed a back-to-back because of the foot thing. Foot things and big men don't go together. So I think that's one way to kind of get going. And then the other one is just Solomon Hill just needs to go away. Um, right. Like, he's, he keeps playing minutes. Uh, he plays three. He plays a lot of four. We saw him start um, when uh, they were they were shorthanded. Uh, so he needs to go away. But, yeah, uh, Brandon Clark's minutes are insane. He's assisting more. He's shooting the ball better again. He had a little bit of a dip. But, um, yeah, he even shoots some threes now. The defensive stats are going to be great. We love the Memphis system. Um, so him and Jay Crowder is going to go away, too. And they just sat him in a back-to-back for ankle soreness. So it's going to start to come around here. Uh, we do like to see that they, he did play 23-plus minutes in, a, in that back-to-back over the weekend. So I think we're going to start to see 26, 27, 28 pretty soon. And, yeah, we know rookies that kind of get better as the year goes along per minute. So things are looking really rosy for him. Good. Yeah, I'm similarly excited about him. And I still think any aggressive fantasy owners could potentially, you know, float some offers for him because he really hasn't fully blown up yet. And it is a little frustrating, even if you like him, to just keep seeing him play minutes in the low 20s. Someone asked me if they could drop him or add him for, like, somebody who wasn't very good. So, yeah, he's not too highly thought of yet. Right. Right. Okay. So that's number one on my wish list. Uh, next up, I wish that Marvin Bagley did not look like one of the year's biggest busts, Mike. And I'm hoping. Do you? I mean, you know, obviously we have the foot injury now. Before that, it was the playing time issue. Before that, it was another injury. Are you at all optimistic on Bagley potentially, you know, surfacing with value at some point? 
It's going to be really tough because he needs a lot of things to happen. Obviously, the first is the health. Um, midfoot sprains are no joke. We don't really know the severity of it. Didn't put a timeline on it. And like I said, I hate when teams don't put out the x-rays negative tweet, and that didn't happen on Friday. Ooh. So that means it was probably a little inconclusive. So uh, I'm terrified of that. Uh, we plot, And then, again, when he ramps up, we're going to probably see him come off the bench because Rashawn Holmes has just been the real deal. So you would right. think that... They're not going to take minutes from him. They were starting to. like I think he was at 19 minutes or something before he got hurt. So he would have been mid-20s, started next to him, probably would have closed. They are playing him They were playing him early. Like They played him the first two games. They played him and Holmes were against the Pacers' big front two. And then the, the uh, Grizzlies had two big front two guys. So that was kind of why they went that way, and they kind of ran with it. So, yeah, it, he needs a lot to happen. I think it's going to be really hard for him to be – the guy that people thought he would be when we saw him after the break kind of do some damage last year. But, um, yeah, you could probably get him for a song right now. And some people might even be dropping him. But, yeah, I, I don't know when he's going to come back. We don't have an exact target date yet as we record this. But, um, yeah, it's it's a that's a, a, a big wish to ask, I would guess. Yeah, it is. It is. And I guess that, that it looks so bleak. If you are in the mood to gamble, I guess it makes it a good trade gamble for you if you want to you know, just take a flyer on Bagley at this point. Like you like, said. Would you rather have Clark or Bagley? I'd rather have Clark. I would too. I would too. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy yeah. to just come to that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. But yeah, it's, it's just been a disaster. I mean, the first game of the season, thumb break, played through it. And like he was hobbling through it for the first – like he – had an awkward step. I don't know. You couldn't really tell from the camera angle. And he kind of hobbled up the court. And he was moving. But he came out. They checked him out on the bench. Then went to the locker room. So, yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I hate that. Like I said, it's just all this stuff around the injuries. Really right. scary. Right. All right. Well, let's look at uh, number three on my list. I wish that Aaron Holiday didn't have quite such a crowded backcourt around him. Obviously, love what he's been doing lately. He's been a really fun waiver wire pickup. But worried about... Brogdon being back, kind of taking a little bit of his momentum, and then the eventual return of Victor Oladipo. How, I guess my question is, how optimistic are you about Holiday maintaining value uh, throughout the second half? Uh, well, this level of value, probably not that great. But ever since that, that game against Boston, when Kemba Walker had 39 points in the first three quarters, they put Aaron Holiday in, played the full 12, played, scored 11 points, great, great defense. Ever since then, he's really played to the, like McMillan just loves him so yeah. I still think he's gonna find a way to get you know 27 28 minutes even when they get full strength because I mean they're playing guys like Doug McDermott at the three Jeremy Lamb is fine as a three TJ Warren's fine as a four so you're gonna have to kind of work that way where Holiday will pick up some plenty of minutes at the two minutes at the three minutes at the one when Brogdon's on the bench so piece that all together I think you're looking at 28 29 minutes but obviously the assists will go away a little bit Usage is going to go. He's still pretty good because he, he's really he's decent in steals, shoots threes. You know, does a little bit of everything. So uh, shooting the ball pretty well lately. I think he's shooting like fifty percent and almost almost like more than half the games he's shot the ball well from the field. So yeah, just real fine fantasy floor. So uh, I'm definitely I have him in a, a handful of leagues and I'm going to ride him for quite some time. Probably I don't know, unless he has like three or four bad games in a row. Maybe even more. I don't know. I, I think he's. I think it'll be okay. Just not as great as he's been. Yeah, I mean, maybe in a shallower league, there will come a, come a point where you're thinking about cutting him. But in a 12 team league or you know deeper leagues, I think he he should be good to go for a while, like you said. Yeah. All right, number four for me. I wish I was more optimistic about Zion Williamson, and by that I mean I wish I had any optimism about Zion at this point. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, I think for a lot of, for me, as is the case for a lot of people, the learning a new way to walk and run may have been the last red flag that we can possibly take. Like, where are you on Zion, Mike, just for the rest of this season? It's going to be pretty bad. I mean, they're going to back-to-back manage him for sure. Right. I don't think there's any way they play him 30 minutes consistently. But it's not the end of the world. And I, I still think he could be valuable in 24-ish minutes, but it's still going to take a while. They're going to probably ramp him up so slow. But I've got a wish coming up that's kind of tied to that. Okay. But, um, yeah, it's so tough. I mean, maybe if Zion's owner's probably not doing well in the standings because they probably spent a second, third, or fourth, worst case, if he did it after the injury. And even still, like even if you took him in the sixth round, it still looks like a bad pick. And I, I'm at fault for that. I know I've pumped up Zion a lot. But um, that's part. it's partially bad luck. I mean, you know. For sure. Oh, no, I'm not saying – I don't really regret where it had him, but um, – yeah, because he's, I mean, he was one of the most impressive players I've ever seen in the preseason, rookie-wise. But, um, yeah, so it, it's it's real tough to, to hope he could even be top 50 per game when he comes back. Um, and then per game, and then add to the fact he's not going to play many games. So, um, but yeah, I'll t- I got I got a Pelicans wish coming up that's kind of tied to all this. Okay. Why don't we just hit that right now to tie it together? Oh, okay, yeah, do it, do it. So, uh, one of my wishes is the Pelicans keep winning games. Okay. They've, they've won four in a row, and it's really all their studs have been just awesome uh, over this four-game stretch. Obviously, Drew Holiday has been unbelievably good. 22 points, almost three threes, six assists, four boards, 2.3 steals, almost a block, uh, you know, bang and shooting, just r- excellent. Really, everything we thought he would be. Brandon Engel has been awesome. 25 points, seven boards, five assists, two steals, 3.3 threes on good shooting. Lonzo Ball's played a lot better lately. Derek Favors has been a revelation um, over the last you know five or six games when he's really stepped it up. So all these guys have JJ Reddick's been shooting the ball great. You know, still hitting his two two to three threes per game. So this is kind of what we had in mind back in the preseason. We thought the Pelicans could make a push for the seven or eight seed, and they're kind of within shooting distance. They're only three and a half out of the eight spot. Uh, you know, they're playing well. They had that big win in Denver on Christmas. Uh, so again, I I don't think they're dead yet. And really, Derek Favors has been. I guess the key to really their defense, he's really locked down their interior. So I think them staying, and then also tied to that, if they're playing well, they'd be more likely to play Zion. So a uh, whole lot going on here. Because I, I mean, I think as a Drew Holiday owner, you probably if they are losing games, you'd prefer he got traded because mm-hmm. you don't want to see him get shut down. But if they're winning games, this is a great situation for him. So kind of works both ways. So you'd rather see them go kind of not middle ground. You either want to see him be really, really bad and trade Drew. Um, and then Brandon Ingram would probably be awesome per game, but he'd have a little bit more risk to shut down. But yeah, there's a whole lot, a whole lot of fantasy fallout if the Pelicans win games. Yeah, they're like you said, three and a half out, a bunch of teams to vault to get to that eight spot. But crazier things have happened yeah. than them staying in that mix. And I know that we have some readers and listeners who have are pretty terrified about Drew and people talking on Twitter about you know got to unload him, etc. So yeah, it's interesting that you potentially have that that out of the pelicans winning <laughs> uh unexpected possibility all right so so one more for me before we get to the rest of yours i wish that the warriors would go ahead and resolve the damian lee contract situation he's been a, a really fun waiver wire pickup the last couple of weeks playing really well everything is, is in place for him to continue producing except for that one thing of him running out of nba days do you think there's any shot, Mike, like in following this, that 
that it might get resolved, or do you think he's headed back to the G League? Oh, for sure. I think that's probably the most the most likely wish to come true. Because, I mean, he's just played so, so well. They're going to trade guys, whether it be Alec. Alec Burks is probably getting traded. Mm-hmm. So Alec Burks getting traded, they probably won't want much back. So opening up that roster spot would basically get him a guaranteed contract. So I think that's probably the most likely way it's going to go down. But there are a bunch of other players. Like They could possibly trade Graham Robinson the third, who's been pretty good. They could trade Marquise Chris. They could trade really anybody on their bench. But, you know, Damien Lee, it's, it's Steph Curry's brother-in-law. So that kind of is going to play in his favor since Steph is the face of the franchise. But, yeah, like you said, Damien Lee has just been r- ridiculous. And everyone saw him go off on Christmas, but he was hot before then. He was. So he's been going off for, like, two solid weeks now. So, yeah, a guy... When I wrote up midweek waivers and he was only like twenty eight percent owned, I was like, "What the hell? How is yeah. it so low, dude?" It was uh, and I think two. It was probably in the teens. It was yeah. two before. It was like ten days ago. It was two percent. Yeah, which is crazy. It was because um, that one game. It was a Friday. Like him and Jacob Evans saw big minutes. I forget what day it was. Yeah, I think it was like the thirteenth. Yeah, and it was like that was his first like hello pick him up game. Right, and he was barely owned, and for, he had two bad games. But then the last. Week and a half, he's really hit his stride. So, yeah, a guy that definitely, like, you're not going to sell high on him because you're worried about his contract days. Like, we saw, like, with Kai Bowman, who got sent down. Uh, and then, I think, because I think Jordan Poole has been just horrible. They're going to keep him in the G League for probably for the season, uh, unless guys get hurt. So, hardly a thing I'd be worried about with Damian Lee. All right, nice. That's a, that's a small wish, man. That's like, yeah, <laughs> I don't even. Well, I mean, you know, like, last year we saw Daniel House get sent yeah. to the G League. So, you know, I was just wondering if they... But that was a different situation. True. Though, because the Rockets were good. They had, you know, they weren't going to trade players that had value to on their team. True. So I, I think there's going to be plenty of ways to yeah. get him in it. Yeah. Nice. All right. So uh, let's get to the rest of your... Uh, and by the way, I mean, you got to put something on your wish list that is reasonable, right? Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> it's like, I want a Ferrari. I want, like, a house on the yeah. beach. Give me all... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah. So I mentioned the Pelicans already... And I'm hoping that the Cavs unload some dudes. Uh, sure. I think it's and it's probably not as easy as your Damian Lee wish, but we already saw Jordan Clarkson go away, and I think they're going to start to trade more dudes because uh, I want to see more Kevin Porter Jr. I really like what I've seen out of him in the last few games. Uh, really, the last nine, he's kind of been semi-unleashed. We saw him hit 30 minutes on Sunday, but... If you're looking at per 36, he's pretty fantasy friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're talking 210 minute sample, and he's at 19 points. This is per 36. 19 points, three assists, 1.5 steals, five boards, 2.23s on 49% from the field, 81% from the line. He's been pretty solid from the field for really the besides the first like month of the season. He's been pretty consistently upper 40s, which is great uh, for a rookie. Because I mean, if if you know Cam Reddish had shot upper 40s, he'd be much more highly coveted in fantasy. So yeah. um, I, I love what I see out of Kevin Porter Jr. Handling the ball more. A little turnover prone, which hurts for 9-cat. But I want to see him kind of get unleashed. Larry Nance has been really tough to stash uh, with his quiet stat lines. Didn't even play very well when Kevin Love sat out. So uh, he's been annoying. But really, it's just Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, I don't think they're going to trade Jetty Osman with a new contract. So it's mostly just Kevin Porter Jr. who I want to see step up. Uh, and there's plenty of ways for him to get minutes. Yeah. And maybe Darius Garland could play a little bit better. I'm I'm pretty down on Garland. Yeah. Um, he hasn't had any blocks yet. So No, he's DJ Augustine when it comes to blocks. But yeah. I will say on Garland, I mean, he is shooting better. And yeah. there, there is a path to him being like a, a good points, assists, and threes guy. I don't think we're yep. going to see him be like a good steals guy anytime soon. But yeah, yeah he could I, – I'm – 
a little more excited about Porter as well. Yeah, I like to see Dante X. Ex- Dante Exum has had stretches where he's good per minute, uh, and he's had the good steals numbers on a small sample so far in this team. So, you know, trading other guards could open up minutes for them somehow too. Like, yeah. I don't think they'll be able to trade Dovadova for anything, but yeah, even but- just shutting him down. But I want to see Dante Exum kind of shine a little bit more. Yeah, the, the Clarkson trade is a good sign yeah. of yep, the, Cav- the sure. Cavs' intentions. Yeah, yeah, and um, John Henson had that you know what seven block game, so he's a guy who could potentially move into some value. Been pretty disappointing really since then. Actually, had one good game I think, but yeah, um, another guy who could be a deep league pickup. Doesn't John Henson seem like he's about thirty five? Yeah, he's twenty eight. Him <laughs> and him and Derek Favors are like the oldest twenty eight year olds. In the Just NBA. turned twenty nine uh, a few, three, oh, yeah, a few okay, days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> All right, so yeah. what what's next for you? Uh, I'm going to go some health. Uh, let's get Thomas Bryant and Carl Anthony Towns back on the court, man. Uh, it's been so long since we've seen Thomas Bryant back out there. And, I mean, the Wizards are doing everything they can to piece together their center minutes. And it's, it's almost like we forgot how good Thomas Bryant was. He was such a fantasy-friendly guy, mid-70s from the line, uh, you know, adding a little bit of threes. His blocks were solid, uh, 14 points per game. So uh, I just really miss – I hate seeing the – the INJ uh, on all my my Yahoo leagues with Thomas Bryant on them. Uh, I want to put him back in my lineup so bad. So yeah, um, he's getting closer, doing some G League stuff. He doesn't have a target date. Going to miss at least another week here, and then the Wizards are bad, so they're going to probably be careful with him eventually. And especially with the whole stress reaction thing, it usually takes a while to ramp up on that. So I uh, just want to see him healthy. And then Cat, man, what the? This is so weird for him to miss this much time. So. Yeah. Uh, it's terrifying. Like they're the Wolves are horrible. Um, they did get a win against the Nets. They play, I think they won two of their last three. So they're playing a little bit better. But yeah, it's just it's just so odd to see Cat miss so many games for like he's missed more. Well, obviously the what I think he's probably missed more games on this than he has in his whole career. Yeah, he missed. He, he went 82, 82, 82, yeah. and then five missed games last year. Yeah, for the car crash and then like a minor knee ankle thing. Uh, I think the car crash was two and then the ankle thing was three so yeah he's already overshot that but uh i just miss cat man not even just i only have him on one fantasy team but just miss that dude balling out uh he's just he's so fun to watch any concern for you with them being bad yeah uh yeah i talked i talked about that on friday that i'm really concerned uh like i would take luca over him i don't even know who else but yeah if i could get a guy who's top 10-ish like I, I would consider Bam plus, like Bam plus somebody else, and maybe Bam. Or I would probably take Jokic right now, Jokic yeah. over Cat. Would you? Uh, that's an interesting one. I don't have Cat anywhere, so I'd have to think about yeah. that for a second. But yeah, it's not crazy. It's yeah. not crazy. I mean, you don't want to panic. I think I'd probably take Cat over Jokic, but I guess it's getting close. Yeah, Jokic has been kind of on fire lately, so yeah. I, I, I mean, think Jokic is definitely the safer play. Maybe if your team is good and you're worried about him, kind of undoing yeah what you have i'd probably rather Jokic is definitely the safer play lillard he's gonna be in the play lillard easily for you uh not easily um uh, but yeah i think i would take lillard yeah i think uh, I would yeah take. it's it's yeah you could probably it's not i mean you could probably get him pretty cheap if especially if their owner didn't pick up like if you had cat didn't add jang what are you doing with your life uh <laughs> no offense to anybody who didn't do that but that's like handcuff one on one, even as durable as Cat is. But my team with Cat, I picked up Jang right away, and I've still been able to kind of hold water. I had a seven yeah. two last week, which was nice. 
All right. Well, as for Bryant, feel free to to have him sit out next week because I think you and I are playing each other in the Roto World League next week. So. Nice. I need him so bad. He's I'm so banged up in that team, on that league. Could add Karis Levert to getting healthy too, but yeah. But a lot both, of guys are coming back healthy. Yeah, both of them can take another week. That's cool with me. Uh, all right. Do you have you have a couple others you want to hit? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go. And this is mean. Um, I hope Jim Boylan gets fired. Um, I'm just so sick of the Bulls. Uh, they're not fun to watch anymore. I hate their rotation. I hate their injury report with all my heart. They list guys probable every freaking game. It's so annoying. So, I, me and Mike is out here. Uh, Mike, I, I, just, I hate to I'm, say it. I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah, I know. I don't think so either. He's got the, he got the contract. Like, they, yeah. they are, you know, technically they're in the playoff race, you know, at 13 yeah. to 21, they're, they're in it, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm so sick of him. Uh, I hate the Boylanisms and their little corny taglines and I'm just so over it. I think um, this is maybe a case where I would almost say it's, he's, he's doing some okay things in terms of making them a competitive team um, yeah. in real life, but it's just annoying for fantasy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I'm watching. Uh, I've I've watched them just maul the Hawks a few times recently, <laughs> and I'm just thinking to myself, man, the Bulls compared to the Hawks really have it together. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they got talented players. Exactly, <laughs> means played pretty well this season. Yeah, uh, Sadoransky's been not scoring a lot, but he's been pretty solid overall. Markinen's actually snapped out of his slump in a big way. He's been much much better the last three or four weeks. Yeah, and I'm still waiting for Wendell Carter Jr. to kind of get unleashed. He's just been treading water as a late midish guy. Um, mm-hmm. We got to see the blocks come up. But um, uh, yeah, I'm not invested in the Bulls for fantasy very much because of that. So uh, yeah, um, I'm not yeah, really I think either. Gafford's fun. So. Gafford, I, Sadoransky's been pretty fun to have. Yeah, and I think is a guy that people may undervalue slightly, or at least some yeah. people might. Uh, all right, cool. Well, I'm going to tell you, I don't think that's that's the only one of yours. I think is is unrealistic. So okay, far. <laughs> that's funny, and it's it has like very minimal fantasy impact. But uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Okay. Last one. I talk a lot about other permanent guys. Like, I talk about Boucher all the time. Talk a lot about D'Anthony Melton all the time. So, those two guys. And then Christian Wood. Just unleash Christian Wood. Oh, man. Um, he's just he's, he's such a great stat-stuffing guy. And uh, this isn't a tough ask. Like, we saw him play next to Drummond yesterday. Sorry, on that's Monday. And he, he's just so good permanent. And the Pistons aren't going anywhere. They keep losing games. So, that's a pretty light ask. If you can't afford it. Just keep Christian Wood on your roster and just hope big things come here with the Pistons, who are twelve and like. I don't. What's there's really no point of limping into the eight spot in the East, I guess, right? I don't. No. I don't know. No. Yeah. yeah so. His. Do you have his per thirty six numbers in front of you? Because I have them. If I don't. You, if you, okay. Do so yeah. here we go. Here we go. Uh, per thirty six minutes, twenty one point one points, eleven point three rebounds, zero point seven steals, one point seven blocks, one point three three pointers, shooting over sixty one percent from the field. The guy is just a monster. Yeah, and I agree. Yes. I mean, yeah, like w- the way Blake Griffin looks, like th- this one feels very realistic, and, and just yeah. another like him, Kevin Porter Jr., Melton, like you said. I think these are all great stashes. Probably hard to find room for all three unless you're in a, mm-hmm. like a deeper league. But man, get as many of those guys as you can on your bench, as opposed to just the boring guys you're rotating in. Yeah, like you said, there's just so many. Like Reggie Jackson may get shut down. Obviously, that won't really help him, but it does kind of help because they'll play Bruce Brown more at the one. So that opens up minutes to the two, slide guys up, opens up minutes to the three, slide guys up, opens up minutes to the four. There you go. So um, just the multiple position stuff for a lot of teams, especially the Pistons with Dwayne Casey. Um, there's just a lot of ways that things could get uh, freed up here. And even I'd like to see a little Sviva Kai Luke get a little bit more run. Okay. He's been hitting a lot of threes. Uh, I think Luke Kennard, like 
Luke Kennard and Blake Griffin were probably two of the easiest. Blake especially. Like he, like I said this before, he is probably the easiest fade call in the history of since I've covered fantasy. Like I don't <laughs> yeah. know how anyone was aggressive. No offense to anybody again, but uh, right, that was like such an easy fade. Right. You don't have any Blake, right? No, 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 no. That one. Yeah. I mean, I. I yeah. No. Yeah. But Drummond's been a little. He's cooled off a little bit, but I expect him to kind of heat up too. Yeah. Uh, I think he's in a winter probably playing a bunch of games. Like, He's technically playing for a contract. I think he's is Drummond Max regardless. Probably maybe not. Yeah, but he is. Yeah, he's, he's not he's really. T- he's not twenty twenty material. Like he doesn't really have the twenty twenty style of play. So he's gonna get a lot of money though. Oh, he's um, gonna get a ton of money, no question. But I think he, I'm just saying like he has an incentive to play a little bit better. Yeah, Griffin somehow his Yahoo ADP was still around forty four, which seems very high to me. Yeah, I, I even said I wouldn't even take him like a hundred. That's what I was saying for my hot takes. Yeah. But, yeah, no. Yeah, I don't think, is he even top one twenty per game on Yahoo? I don't think he is. Uh, I'll look, I have Basketball Monster up right now. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. So let's see here that full season. Yeah, Griffin. Oh no, no. Yeah, I have to do the. Um, there's an all players. Tab. Oh yeah, so like outside of one fifty. Yeah. He's yeah. Horrible. Oh, he's way outside. He's two eighty five. And granted, like you can move a lot in that area, but anything outside of two hundred yeah. is is very bad. Oh yeah, very bad. Sure. And he has definitely his warts to his game with shooting and lack of defense. The lack of defense has been a thing the whole season, but right, you know, he's not shooting the ball well, not rebounding well at all either. So no, yeah, like I, someone I, I've said, he, he's he's droppable, man. Like if yeah. you're if he's missing games, like what? So what? Like I'd I'd rather own all these dudes. Like I'd rather stash Christian Wood. I'd rather stash D'Angelo Melton over Blake. But I'm pretty sure most people listen to this podcast don't have him anyway. Yeah, but no, I I agree. If he's if he ends up on the waiver wire, I'm not in a hurry to pick him up. Yeah, like he's a stream. <laughs> so yeah, weird. It's kind of weird that, but because he's gonna miss so many games later, and you're you know you it's gonna come undone. So if you needed help now, maybe he's a, could help you. But he and he just like the hashtag watch the tape people. He just looks just done, man. And, that it, and it's pretty bad because like yeah, it's that's gonna <laughs> oh, be horrible. But even in the preseason, I say this all the time. But in the preseason, they were telling us like they're gonna die, they're gonna dial him back. Yeah. So. Do you think he'll pick up that thirty-nine million player option after next year? <laughs> I think I think that's probably gonna happen. Yeah, that's that's like a your Damian Lee wish. Yeah. That's probably his his or I guess wish. I would pick that up easy. right now if I was him. Yeah. Like, can we go yeah, ahead and right. get that signed? Uh. Oh yeah, dude, he's gonna be a he's gonna be a stand-up comic soon. He's done a lot of stuff with like Neil Brennan, who wrote for Chappelle Show. He yeah, does a lot of he did oh, like yeah, a he podcast with him. So Broad City, he was on Broad City. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He definitely wants the the hashtag is a the Lightyears Lightyears podcast, Golden State podcast. They always talk about hashtag love of the fame over yeah. love of the game. He's definitely a love of the fame kind of a guy. Yeah, but no, no disrespect to Blake. I definitely enjoyed watching him play. No, I'm sure he'll have uh, a good second career. Wise. Yeah, nothing pers- <laughs> nothing personal about uh for fantasy value. No, 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 absolutely not. All right, sweet. Well, that was great, man. Good stuff. Um, everyone, as you know, you can follow Mike on Twitter if you don't already, at Mike S. Gallagher. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, man. Joined now by Dr. A. Steve Alexander with his fantasy basketball wish list for 2020. Steve, what are the, what are the one or two items on your, uh, on your wish list for the upcoming well, year? Well, I would like for Mitchell Robinson to be turned loose. Like, let him play. Stop fouling people. Make some shots. Get some rebounds. Block some shots. Like, a lot of us drafted Mitchell Robinson uh, too high. And, you know, Tommy Beer got me all fired up about Mitchell Robinson. 
uh, in the off season, and I, I was all in, dude. I bought all in. And the numbers, I mean, Tommy was just reciting numbers. It's not Tommy's fault. Uh, at the end of last season, Mitchell Robinson was a monster. And I still think it's going to happen at the end of this season. But I, I just don't know when that's going to get here. Like, we're far enough into this thing, it's time for him to get it going. We're far enough in that it's time for him to get it going, but we also have enough uh, road ahead of us that it could still easily come together. So, yeah, that's a big one for me. I, I bought into Mitchell Robinson as well, and I'm, I'm feeling that in a couple of leagues. Uh, okay, I'm on board with that one. Mitchell Robinson. We want the full Mitchell Robinson in 2020. Uh, I, th- I, I do think we'll get it. I just think it's a question of when. I hope it's before March. Um, I'm, I'm, I think a lot of people are anxiously awaiting the return of Zion Williamson. Not only the return of Zion Williamson, but the debut of, of Zion Williamson. We saw, we got a sneak peek in the preseason, and he was a beast. He was, it, it was awesome. Like, watching Zion Williamson in the preseason was so fun. And it got everybody so excited for what he was going to do in the regular season. And then he got hurt. And now we still haven't seen him. They're teaching him how to walk and how to run again. So that doesn't sound to me like a recipe for a... You can't make it up. You can't make this up. (laughs) That doesn't sound like a recipe for someone we're going to see on the court anytime soon. I, I still am of the belief that we're not going to see him until next year. But so your wish is that we actually do see him at all. I would like that's, to see is that him. Hello? I would like to see. I would yeah. you know, I would like to see his shoe. He signed what? 100 million dollar deal with Jordan Brand. I would like to see what his shoe looks like. I would like to see him wear that shoe. I would like to see him not bust out of that shoe. And I right. would also like to see him play for the Pelicans. But I, I just don't know that's going to happen, Matt. And I, you know, I took him in our 30-team league. He was my number one pick. Uh, guess what? Things aren't going very well over there. Things are not going great. I, I, it's, pretty, it's pretty brutal. And I, I have lowered my expectations similar, similarly for Zion just based on the, the latest news that they've been adjusting how he walks and runs, <laughs> which is just, I can't even. I mean, like... We I'm, can you know, rebuild if you play, him. If you, <laughs> I mean, imagine like trying to trying to incorporate that while that's just not something that you just pick up and like, <laughs> oh yeah, spend a few weeks learning how to walk differently. Like you that's your muscle memory for nineteen years. Like you know what I mean? That's just bizarre. It's bizarre. Imagine someone coming up to you and saying, Hey man, um we're we're not comfortable with the way that you walk. Uh we're gonna yeah. we're gonna let's reprogram that. <laughs> yeah, let's tweak that. Anyways, my expectations are so low that I just think he's basically just a, a you know, a moonshot lottery ticket at this point. You know, he, he could absolutely give you some, some good weeks, some good games, some explosive stat lines. But I think, you know, the floor is absolutely zero. Well, and the other thing that's interesting about Zion is the Pelicans are like, oh, he's going to start doing five-on-five work. <laughs> so so whenever, whenever a team says that, like that is your, that's your cue. Like that's your signal like it's time to go out there and think about picking Zion up, but with him, I don't. I just don't. I don't feel it, man. I mean, the team is going nowhere. I'm still worried about Drew. I'm still worried about everybody on that team. Like, eh, no, I. I mean, I. I'm hanging on to Zion in my 30 team league in hopes that he comes back and balls out uh, for the final month of the season. To that, I mean, that is literally. That's the ceiling. That's the hope. 
one month, yeah. you know, three and a half weeks of solid play. But I, I don't even think we're going to get that. So, Was there anything else on your uh, wish list well, there? Well, uh, Luka Doncic signed a big deal with Jordan Brand Shoes. My buddy and I got in a fight on Facebook about this. Uh, my buddy <laughs> says that this is the dumbest decision that Luka could have made. Uh, the kids aren't going to want to buy his shoes. He should have signed with Nike. Jordan Brand uh, does not do a good job of marketing shoes. You can't find them. Name one good Jordan Brand athlete. Like, he was all in, dude. He's so mad at Luca for signing this deal. My opinion is take that money and go, son. Like, why does Luca care if people buy his shoes or not? Uh, he got the money. So I, I don't yeah. know. I And I have a feeling that Luca is a... Like he's having such a transcendent season. Uh, even Jordan Brand, who, according to my buddy, does not market well, uh, they are going to find a way to make this this thing happen. So uh, I'm fired up about Luca's shoe deal. I'm still looking for some help in getting a pair of Luca's game worn shoes. No one, no one, Matt. Surprisingly, no one has come forward and been like, "Wow, hey man, I'm friends with Luca and his agent, and uh, we, we got you, we got you squared away for uh, February 22nd." No one has done that. Wow. So that's really number. Even though you said it last, that's really number one on the wish list is is get get them shoes. Oh, for sure, dude. You seen that Gosh. video where um, where Giannis gives his shoes to that little kid and freaks out and lebron gave his shoes away to a kid like freak out like yeah it's a thing man it's it's uh and i'm 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 old i'm really old but if luca gave me his shoes i'd just act like a seven-year-old i'd be so (laughs) fired up amazing well we'll we'll make it happen again we always have your son we have your son as the ringer if we need to bring him in uh we will we we, he will be attending that game with us we will send him down there (laughs) all right Uh, All right, Steve, thank you, as always. uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right, that about does it for us. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you might listen. Take a second to rate and review the show as well. Thanks once again to Mike Gallagher and Steve Alexander for joining me. Thanks to all of you for listening. Happy New Year, and we will see you soon. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.